Well, good morning to you. Well, today we come to the final bit of our series, the final part of our series on the armour of God. And today we're looking at uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So I'm just going to read again that passage from um, Ephesians 6, which gives us the context for understanding this armour of God that we've been thinking about. And it's from Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10. And it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And then it goes on to list the different uh, pieces of armour, the, the weapons that we're given. And the, what we need to remember is this armour, these weapons are given so that we, the people of God, the followers of Jesus, can stand firm and can live lives that are able to follow Jesus that can live lives that withstand the things that would come against us that would try to stop us from being able to step into the fullness of who we are in Jesus so today as I say we are looking at the sword of the spirit which Paul tells us is the word of God so when we talk about the word of God, we're talking about that which conveys the truth about who God is, that which tells us about who he is and tells us who we are, uh, tells us what he says about us. Um, so they're powerful words. These words are not just words. They are words that carry the truth of who God is. And so in a sense, they're, they're weaponized words. That's why they have power. They have power to change Things, to change the reality around us because they are the truth of who God is. As they're spoken out, as they're drawn upon, as we speak them out, they are powerful and they are effective against the attacks of the enemy. All of the armour of God is about truth. It's about the truth of who God is. And the, the attacks of the enemy are often lies and deceits deceit that would seek to say untruths about God or untruths about who we are. So the armour of God is about being able to withstand those lies and, and in, in total the armour of God is about the truth of who God is and who we are. Now in Greek there are two words for word uh, often you find this, don't you, that the English language isn't always uh, capable of expressing the nuances and the fullness of what is being spoken about in Scripture. And, and with, with the, 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 the word, the, the word word, there are two Greek words used. One's logos and one is rema. Uh, we may be familiar with the word logos. Uh, that is used in verses like Mark 4, 14, which says, the sower sows the word, logos. It conveys the idea of, of truth, the word of God, and the truths that it embodies being sown into our lives. It's, it's this idea of a deposit, if you like, being, being put into our lives, the logos, the truth, the fullness of who God is. And the truth of that 
being uh, deposited, if you like, in our lives. Rema, on the other hand, is used in verses like Luke 3.2, where it says, While Anas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word, Rema, of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. It came to John. There's this idea of action with the the Greek word rema, it, 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 there's, there's an idea of, 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 of movement, of an outworking, if you like, of the word of God, of the truth of God. Uh, another verse that uses it is uh, John 6, in John 6, where it says, It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing, the words, rema, that I speak to you are spirit. And they are life. Again, this idea of um, what the word does, an outworking of the word of God, of the truth of a truth of God. So when Paul talks about the sword of the spirit, he's talking about Rema. He's talking about that which is active. He's talking about wielding the truth of the word of God in action for an outworking, for, for doing something. The belt of truth, if you like, is, is more like the logos. It's that sense of truth, that sense of the deposit within us uh, of the truth of God. And the sword is tucked into the belt. But as we withdraw the sword, it's as if we are wielding that truth of the word of God and putting it into action, putting it into effect um, against the attacks of the enemy. One way may be of um, understanding the difference between logos and rema is is to think of logos maybe like a well of water think of it like this 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 well of pure living water and uh, ready to be drawn upon if you like ready to be drawn upon and rema is is taking a bowl and scooping out some of that water and then using the water in that bowl to water the plants or to drink from or to throw over someone that you want to soak whatever it is you're using the the water and you're putting it to work you're doing something with it um i've just got a a new hose attachment um this is the sort of thing that excites me these days i've got a new ex hose attachment for my for my hose in the garden and um it's one of those ones that's like a, a got a trigger on the end so when it's on, I turn the tap on and the hose gets pressurized. The water goes into the hose and it's under pressure. If you like, there's power in, in, the, the, in the water, there's pressure there. But until I pull the trigger, that water doesn't do anything. It has potential, but it doesn't do anything. And when I pull the trigger, then it will water the garden. The water comes out. Um, and again, that might be a helpful illustration to think of the difference between Logos and Rema, the active word of God, as represented by the sword of the spirit, is the releasing of the deposits of the truth of the word of God and then wielding it as a weapon. In Hebrews, it says this, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart it's a powerful weapon that cuts through lies and deceit and penetrates to the heart to the truth 
of the matter. So what's the application for us? Well, firstly, I think it's important for us to realise it's not enough just to know the word of God, to memorise the word. It's as we speak it out, as we put it into action, that we, in, in, in effect, wield the sword of the, the spirit, uh, as uh, the, the word of God. It's not just enough to have it there. We need to put it into action. That often is about speaking out the truth of the word of God. What might that look like? Well, well think about it. Words have power, don't they? Words convey power, whether they're words that are positive or whether they're words that are negative. Maybe if you just thought for a moment now uh, of a time when words have had an effect on you, either in a positive way or, 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 or in a negative word way, where you've received words from people that have been spoken to you and they've had an effect on you. Words are powerful. It can be what someone said to you or it could be even that inner voice inside your head we sometimes speak words over ourselves um positively or negatively um i remember a time when uh, when i was younger maybe about 12 i think and and i remember clearly my mum saying something to me that affected me and it was this she said mike you've got really good posture now i had even a clue what posture meant i had to ask her what the word meant I don't know even if I did have um, good posture then, but the fact that she said that to me, she declared that over me, if you like, uh, you know, I could feel myself kind of growing. Once I knew what the word meant, I could feel myself sort of growing, growing taller. I almost kind of grew into the truth of, of what she was saying over me. And I remember that. I remember her speaking those words and it affecting me. I also have a, a, a sad memory, really, of when I was at university and in anger, I said some words to a friend that weren't good words to say to someone. And I remember vividly that person, as I said those words, flinching, physically flinching as I said the words. It wasn't a, it wasn't a good moment for me. Um, Thankfully, I very quickly also learned the power of the word sorry, and, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that I am uh, still good friends with this person. But it was, it's, it's a memory for me that reminds me of the power of words. And maybe you are someone who, who knows that too. You know in your own life where words have had power over you, or whether maybe you've spoken words and they've had power over someone else. As followers of Jesus... We have a weapon that combats words that conveys lies. The words we have that are rooted in this deposit of the word of God, of the truth of God, are powerful to speak against the lies and deceit that come against us as the people of God. Here's an example. Maybe you've, you've, ever, you've, some, you've, be, you've in the past had a sense or, or, or recently had the sense some, of... of I'm never going to change. There's, there's something about me. There's something about my character or the way that I am that isn't going to change. I'm always going to fail in this or I'm always going to be this way. That is actually a lie. It's not what the word of God says. But we, if we have that word to deposit in us, we can wield the sword. We can put it to action on our behalf to come against lies like that. And so we can say, it is written, in Christ we are more than a conqueror in all things 
and we are destined to be totally transformed into Christ's own likeness. You can declare that truth over yourself and it combats that lie. Now, it's not going to change straight away, but it's a bit like when my mum spoke to me. You will grow into the truth as you speak the truth over yourself. It's very powerful. Maybe you've had a time when... Um, you, you maybe believe that God doesn't care for you or that he doesn't love you. There, there are people who have that, uh, that sense sometimes. That truth too is a lie. Whatever we feel, that it's a lie to say that God doesn't love us. That's not what the word of God says. So we can say, it is written in Christ, I am God's beloved child. You can say that over yourself. You can declare that truth over yourself. And it's a powerful weapon. It's a powerful tool to use. Remember when Jesus went into the desert and uh, the, the devil tempted Jesus. And what did he go after? He went after Jesus's identity. The father had just said, this is my son whom I love. But what was the, the first thing the devil said to him was, if you are the son of God, he questioned his identity. If you are the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. And what did Jesus do? He wielded the sword of the spirit, the truth of the word of God. And he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He speaks the truth. He declares it and he defeats the lie that has been thrown against him the word of god is a powerful weapon when it's wielded it's not just enough to know the truth to know the word of god it's not like a book that you stick on the shelf that's labeled inspirational texts it is much more than that it has power as a teacher i was a primary school teacher for 22 years as a teacher if i'd have been employed solely for what i know I wouldn't have lasted very long as a teacher. You know, I'd have walked into the classroom, sat down and gone, there we are, job done. I'm doing what I'm employed for. I'm being here knowing stuff. But the children would never have benefit, benefited from that which I knew. It was important I was able to put what I knew into action. Equally though, to be able to do that, I did need to know stuff. And this is perhaps the second point, that in order to wield the sword of the Spirit, we do need to attend to, to the well, if you like, to the logos, to make sure that what is within us is the truth of the word of God. As a teacher, um, I couldn't really blag it. I mean, you can for a little bit, and, and I've actually heard that there are some teachers that do that, but I never did. But, you know, um, you, could, you could try and blag it, and you can get away with it for so long. But actually what happens when you do that, when it's not actually coming from a place of real knowledge, of real truth, is you actually don't have any authenticity in what you say or authority in what you say. And, 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 and at best, I, get, I, I, I confuse the children with what I'm trying to teach them. But at worst, I actually teach them something that isn't true. It is important that I know the stuff and I'm able to put it into practice and deliver it. It's the same for the people of God with the word of God. We need a deposit of the word within us. That well that can be drawn upon, if you like. 
that we can draw upon and put as we as we withdraw the sword that we can put into action against the things that come against us so we can speak truth over the lies and it's not just about us personally although it's very powerful it's also about being able as the people of God to speak truth into situations and heaven knows that the world needs people who can speak the truth of God into situations doesn't it at the moment we need to be people who are rooted in the truth of the word of God so that when we wield the sword it's sharp and it has effect and it has power so maybe some of us this morning need to hear that challenge of what is it that you allow to fill the well within you there are many things that we can soak up if you like the influences that uh, that become the thing that informs us become the becomes the knowledge that informs us but we need to be people who have the well of the word of god within us so that when we are faced with situations where we need to speak truth either over ourselves or into situations what we draw upon is that well of the word of god you see, each of us who um, is following Jesus, as, as soon as we're following Jesus, we're told that the Holy Spirit, God, comes to live within us. And the Holy Spirit will work with us to recall those things, to draw out the truth that is in us. So it's so important that we give some, the Holy Spirit something to work with. And that means we should take very seriously attending to reading the word of God to making sure the word of God comes into our lives there's so many ways to do it these days aren't there we're so fortunate so many ways of getting the bible into us reading it listening to it podcasts um devotional apps on our on our on our devices um all the podcasts you can listen to make sure we we listen to people who themselves are rooted in the word of god so that what we hear from them are the truths of the word of god do we prioritize hearing those things making sure we have that well within us because the holy spirit will bring to mind that which is within us have you ever had that experience where you've been in a situation and um you suddenly recall something of the truth of the word of God that speaks perspective, that speaks, it, it does what the word says, it, it divides, it cuts through to the heart of the matter. And if you've got that well within you, the Holy Spirit will draw it out and, and use it as a weapon against those lies and things that come, that come against us. Attending to the word of God, to that well in us, is a bit like sharpening the sword so that it's ready it would be no good think about it it'd be no good would it in a battle if if the soldier looked and saw the enemy coming towards them and then went hang on a minute do you mind if i just uh could you just stand there and do you mind if i just um go over here i've just got to get my sword and um and i might i might need to sharpen it a little bit do you mind can you just wait to fight me so that i can do that please it's, it, it wouldn't happen would it You've got to be ready to fight. Are you ready for the Holy Spirit to draw out the word, the truth of God, so that you have a sharp sword to fight against those things?
And the truth is that when we speak the word of God out, when we wield the sword of the spirit, it will divide opinion. It's always been the way. I mean, think about it. Think about John, uh, Jesus's cousin in the desert, calling people to repentance. Not everyone responded. Not everyone wanted to hear the message. The word of God, the truth of God divides. That's what it says, doesn't it? It divides. Think about Jesus. He just fed all those people, 5,000 people. And straight after, he did this teaching where he said, if you want to have life in its all its fullness, then you need to feed on me. I am the living bread. And it says in scripture that many people couldn't take this teaching and they walked away. I think sometimes as a church, we're afraid, as people, we're afraid of speaking out the truth of the word of God because we don't want people to walk away. But it's always been the case that when the word of God is spoken, that's what happens. And if we don't speak like that, then we might avoid people walking away. But we'll also miss out on seeing people who say yes to the word of God to the truth of God, who say yes to what God is going to do in their lives and say yes to coming on the journey with us to know Jesus and to step into all that he uh, is calling them to be. I sometimes think it's a little bit like the church is one of those airport departure boards, you know, when you're at um, or at a train station like King's Cross and there's that big board that everyone stands in front of. And they're looking at the board, waiting for it to flip over to show them where they need to go to be able to go on the journey that they want to go on. The church is a bit like that board. And often we don't want to turn the road to flip it over because we want to keep everyone together standing there in front of the board. But what we need to learn to do is to flip it over and to clearly say to people, who want to go on the journey, who, who, who in their hearts are seeking truth, flip it over to so we can show them how, where they have to go to, if you like, to get on that journey. And it will mean, just like it does in front of a board, as soon as it flips over, people charge off, don't they? Because they want to get on the train first and they want to avoid the queue or whatever it is. Um, and some people who aren't going on that journey are left standing. We need to be not afraid of flipping it over so that people know how they can go on the journey of discipleship with Jesus. Let us never be happy as a people, as a church, to be in contact with lots of people who are all together, but who are going nowhere. All staring at the board. Let's be happy when we put out the truth of God the truth of the word of God, the truth of the destination that we are heading to as followers of Jesus. Let's be happy when we do that and when we give the opportunity for people to move towards him. Yes, it might mean that people will, will uh, reject it and it's never, hap it's, never, it's never easy, is it, when people reject and um, uh, something that we say or, or when we stand up for who we are as Christians and we and we speak the truth of the word of God into situations no one likes that feeling of being rejected um, but if we never do that if we avoid that then we will also avoid seeing people being able to choose to say yes as well and we don't want that so let's be a church that is 
rooted in the word of God. Let's be people who are rooted in the word of God. What is God saying to you this morning about the well that is within you? How can you attend to that? And then what might he be inviting you into in terms of declaring the truths of his word over your life? Over those situations that we see in the world where there is lies and where there is deceit and where there is um, things that don't reflect the truth of who God is. We have a powerful weapon in the sword of the spirit, in the word of God, that we can speak into those situations, that we can declare into those situations. And it is a, it is a weapon that brings change that is powerful. In a moment, Kath is going to lead us to reflect a little bit more on some of the things that we've been thinking about. But just before she does, let, let's just pray together. Father God, Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is powerful. Thank you for this whole armour that you give us so that we may stand strong in you and we may become the people that you are calling us to be. I pray today, Lord, for each one of us that you would help us to be rooted in your word. Lord, would you help us to be disciplined to make sure that the well within us is filled with the truth of your word. Forgive us where we allow other things to, to, um, to fill us, if you like. Show us, Lord, where we can um, feed on your word so that what is within us is your truth and so that we have a sword that is ready to fight, Lord. Thank you that you give us this weapon. May we be a people that declares the truth of your word to, over ourselves and over the people that we have the privilege to be able to spend time with and meet. Would you empower us, Lord, by your spirit this morning to be a people that stands up for the truth of who you are? We ask this in your precious name. Amen. <laughs>